eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, welcome to the podcast. The Jerry is still out. He'll be back tomorrow. So I got Eddie Scazzari with me today. Hello, podcast people. A couple of things, Eddie. Yesterday, um, I brought up to you that I had purchased this thing that I was going to use to dip into water and test the water to yes. see uh, how good the water was. Mm-hmm. Well, it turns out the thing that I purchased, now luckily it was only $13, mm-hmm. but it tells you parts per million of of items like what's in the water but mm-hmm. it's not specific so really what it's doing is just telling you how many different um things are in the water per million gallons of water mm-hmm. but it doesn't really tell you anything doesn't break it out it as doesn't break it, it out and it doesn't it just doesn't really tell you anything because there are certain pollutants in water that don't show up on this thing because this thing it needs the the things in the water the minerals mm-hmm. compounds and minerals that have um uh, some sort of uh ions that would be able to be read by this thing mm-hmm. so just because something has it in it doesn't mean it's bad and so just because something doesn't have it in it doesn't mean it's good i found out the, really the only thing that this device does is if you have like a reverse osmosis system Mm-hmm. That you're supposed to, when you test it using this thing, it's really supposed to come up as zero. And so it helps if you have one of these systems and you use this to test it and things are showing up in it, you probably need to change your filters, that sort of thing. But it doesn't do anything for what I was looking for it to do. It doesn't say you have this much chlorine, this much no. chloride, this much nope. lead, this much mercury. No. In order to do that, those tests are like $300 every yeah. time you want to run one of those. Yeah. They have to go through like a mass spectrometer. Yeah. So I was really, uh, I didn't do my research enough before I made this purchase, mainly because the purchase was only $13. Yes. So I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to get one of these, see right. what's going on with it. Yeah. Let me test some water around. But it didn't really do it didn't really do much for me. Yeah, so you wasted $13. I wasted $13, but I, I was became educated after you did. wasting my $13. I did bring it in today. I did test the tap water compared to the filtered water, and there is less... Uh, things coming up in the filtered water. 
So the filter's doing something. Yes. That's also how I kind of took it. Like, is this filter doing something? Mm-hmm. And are the levels below what they should be for tap water? Those are the things that it, this thing does tell and were you. Were they? Yeah, they were well below. The tap water here in New York City came up even uh, having less things in it than the tap water in Bradley Beach. Mm-hmm. Not by much, but the filtered water here is also better than the tap water as far as things that it's showing up as. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like one of the things that I was reading about it was like uh, oil. Oil does not have the ions in it to be picked up by this meter. Mm-hmm. So if I dropped oil droplets in the water, it's not going to show up on this thing. And clearly oil in your water is bad for or you. Or gasoline, I guess it would be yes. the same thing. Yeah, same thing. So it just sucks that if you really want to do an exhaustive measurement of what's in your water, you do have to get a kit, take the sample, send it out to get done and it's like 300 bucks right to a lab to a lab which seemed a little pricey to me Mm -hmm. uh secondly um having nothing to do with this but i know you're a big coffee person you like coffee yes you don't seem particularly picky about the type of coffee you have is that true to say or do you like well uh, i don't like the sort of um Light roasts. I like the yeah. darker roasts. You're more of a but, darker roast person. Yeah, like the the even like regular standard like the donut shop. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Breakfast, yeah, those are light. Breakfast blend. Not a fan. But uh, you take your coffee. You put regular milk in it. You call it a day. You don't add sugar. Correct. Have you ever had an americano? I've seen it. I don't know exactly. Is it similar to an espresso? Yeah. So an americano is espresso or a double espresso with hot water added to it okay and it tastes different than a drip coffee okay but like in italy you can't get a drip coffee they call it an americano which is they they make the espresso and then they add the hot water to it i like them i like them better than a regular drip coffee some italian restaurants have them but gina got to like these things and it's funny because she she pulls this move in restaurants and it's uncomfortable to me some restaurants when you go to them when they give you the dessert menu or the coffee menu it'll have on there coffee espresso cappuccino latte americano Mm -hmm. if it doesn't have americano on there she asks them can i have an americano now, if the person has no idea what she's talking about, this is where it gets uncomfortable. Because then she begins to educate them oh, no. on the Americano. And I'm like, this girl, this 18-year-old girl has no... Like, if it's not on the menu, yeah. I'm ordering a regular coffee. Exactly. Or I might even if, say, do you make Americano? She's like, mm, I'm not sure. Drip coffee, regular coffee's good. But sometimes Gina goes into this whole thing where she's now going to educate the... 16 17 year old waitress on yeah the and, americano and they're not interested at they're all. not interested they don't know what they're talking they you know as a, my point is it's not that big of a difference between a regular cup of coffee and an americano yeah they really no it's not are you a cappuccino type person uh very rarely i i usually just go straight coffee even yeah. in, like in a nice italian restaurant i don't go cappuccino or demitas What's a uh, demitas? Uh, it's it's 
I'm not really sure. I've not heard uh, that one. I've heard it. Uh, I, I grew up with it. Like my uh, old Italian relatives, the Sicilians, they used to have the demi tasse, and it was a tiny little cup. I think it means little cup, maybe. Little cup. And then they used to like have a little, just a piece of like lemon peel they used to rub around oh, the yeah. edge. And it's, uh, I'm not really sure how it's different from cappuccino or not a cappuccino, an espresso. I'm not really, because cappuccinos are with the froth and everything. Yeah. But the, it might be some sort of espresso. And they had this little coffee maker, tiny little aluminum thing they used to make it in. And Oh, yeah. That would be like a an espresso. Yes. But then they used to have the little piece of lemon peel. And they used to rub that around the edge of the thing. I was like, it was a whole scene. Yeah. To get some sort of lemony taste yeah, on your lips as something. you're. And then they used to put Zambuca in it sometimes. Oh, yeah. Zambuca. Mm-hmm. I like every once in a while you go to a coffee shop, like that's a real coffee shop, mm-hmm. and they'll have the a a like poster type thing that shows you all the different drinks and what's in them. So it'd be like the difference between like to me, I never know like a cappuccino or a latte. What the hell? Mm-hmm. One of them is like this is steamed milk. This is uh, uh, milk with steam with uh, it's like either steamed milk or not steamed milk or cappuccino or coffee it's like a million different yes things you can get quite involved very involved but i don't know i i i try not to complicate it now will you go uh a decaf ever or no never 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 like even if you're out to dinner later on a yeah. uh like a friday night or saturday night yeah a cup you of coffee, coffee one cup of regular coffee will not keep me up same now, here what would keep me up is the a, a real cold brew. For whatever reason, the way it's like steeped overnight, if you do it correctly, yeah, it has a lot more caffeine than regular coffee. So that I would not do at night. I also think people tend to suck down a cold coffee faster than oh, a for hot sure, coffee, hundred percent, especially in the summer. So it'll give you. Yeah, I could have. Uh, a, a coffee, sometimes that happens, like on a Saturday morning, uh, the dog wakes me up at 3 o'clock. I take her out, I come back, I have a coffee, I watch a little TV, right nah, back to yeah. bed. Oh, yeah, I can do it. Uh, uh, every once in a while, rarely, an iced coffee will actually make me a little jittery. Yeah. But it's rare. Yeah, that's the only one that will make me jittery, too, But a nice coffee. It'll, it'll keep me up. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're also talking about, this was off the air today, you and I were talking about uh, with CBS is like, what are we going to do when we go to Vegas for like nine to 10 days while, well, Boomer's not going to be around with us because he's working Super Bowl for CBS. It's a CBS Super Bowl. So he's generally busy. He's going to be, yeah, he'll be out of pocket. Geo's very into golf. He's going to be golfing. He's going to be golfing. Jerry is also back into golf. Mm -hmm. He'll be golfing. Correct. You and I are not the type to go disappear into a casino for hours at no. a time because we don't want to lose any money. No, I'm yeah, it's not my scene. 
nor is it probably good to be day drinking every day. No, no, uh, yeah, certainly, especially because it's going to be, we're going to be working. Yeah. No, maybe a Friday night, Saturday for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's not the bulk of the time we're there. Yeah, because I'll even, like, sometimes on a Friday night or Saturday night, if I have two beers legitimately, mm-hmm. I wake up the next morning with a headache. Yeah, two see, freaking beers. That doesn't happen to me. I have to have a lot more, but yeah. I, I get your point. I yeah. can certainly overindulge. Yeah, and then you wake up miserable. And then, But during the week, you know, I would love to be able to get six hours at least of sleep. Yes. But that means going to bed, being asleep by 6 p.m., because we'll be getting up at midnight local time. Yeah. So I, I don't know how feasible that is. I mean, I'm fine with eating dinner at 4 o'clock. Me too. But who knows? You know, maybe it'll just be you, you and me all week. And now we uh, also, yeah, because CBS likes to film us doing things in the town. The B-roll. The B-roll, we call that, yeah. So we've got to find things to do while the other guys are golfing. Correct. Now, here's the other problem is that when we're done with our day, uh, we're going to be on the air from the warm-up show will start at 2 a.m. local, correct? Correct. And then the regular show will end at 7 a.m. local. And then Jerry and I will do the podcast for 20 20 minutes or so. We're we're back. We're done back at the hotel. Well, because we're doing it at the hotel. So way latest is what? Like 7.45? Correct. We'll be done. Done. There's not much that you can do for B-roll and all those things that at 7.45 in the morning. Yeah. So then what do we do? Do we nap right away then to yeah. get a few hours in and then do something else and then go to bed by 7 and get another five hours? Yeah, I think so. I think that might be the good plan. Yeah. But maybe you and I, we could go to Hoover Dam. Yes. That's cool. Uh, There's the thing... I think it's in the Nevada part of the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. The, I think they call it the Skywalk. Mm-hmm. It's that thing that's like a clear, super strong yes. glass plastic type thing where right. you can walk out on the edge of the uh, Grand Canyon. Right. That would be cool to do. Yes. Sort of like at, at that place here in New York, the edge up at Hudson Yard. Yes. But not just the little box that you're standing on. The yeah. Whole situation. Yeah. That would be cool. Yes. But and I don't know how far Area Fifty One is from Vegas. Oh, I think it might be too. hours. Oh, yeah, we gotta we gotta like yeah, look at maps and things. Correct. But even like so, even maybe on a Friday though, we could go Friday. We're done at seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Boom, Area Fifty One. Yeah, but I don't even know what you can do there. I think you just drive up to the gate and then take a picture outside the gate. Oh, if, that's it. If they even you can't go in there. It's a it's a <laughs> secret base they gotta start they gotta get some sort of tourist thing over there of course you would think oh you know what i was thinking of roswell new mexico yes well that's where they turn that into a touristy thing yeah well that's because where the crash happened yeah allegedly in 1947 i think 1947 yeah so there's the bunny ranch Mm -hmm. but that's a a whorehouse yeah correct do they call it that whorehouse or uh i don't know but it, that's what it is. I don't yeah, know I don't think they the, call it that anymore. But they they probably wouldn't no. say that. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if CBS's uh, B roll budget would uh, would spring for that. I'd so. even like to go up there and just interview some of the women that work there mm-hmm. if they'd be interested in going on TV. But you're right. Would CBS do that? No, 
I would say no. Then maybe we go up there and film it for digital. <laughs> yep. I don't know what else. And what is, else goes on in Las Vegas? And is Izzo going to be out there? I don't know. Like as a nice cameraman for us? Because he was out there. An ideas he man? He was in Arizona, but he, he was, was out there for Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith podcast, which he works on. And they also made him do some work for WFAM. Yeah. Course, double dip. Yeah. You mentioned maybe wanting to go hiking. Yeah. That could be cool. Mm-hmm. But mm. do we have, like, unless it's CBS is going to be coming with us and filming like they did in uh, Phoenix, uh, you know, it could be, I don't know if there's buses or we would just Uber it or yeah. rent a car or whatever. Probably what, Uber it. Yeah. I think we could Uber wherever we're going. Well, that's the thing. The, the When the Super Bowl was in Arizona the one year, the first year that Boomer and Carton were a show, and uh, I ended up going to the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. and I took a a bus, a tour bus that was specifically going from Phoenix to the Grand Canyon. And this was on Saturday. This was on Saturday because that's a long trip. Yeah, it was a long trip. It was hours. It was a couple hours. Yeah, but it was Saturday. I left really early in like the morning. Four hours. Would you leave at seven a.m.? Maybe earlier, and then got us back uh, back home. Yeah. By that That could have been night. four hours up, four hours back, yeah. I'm thinking at least, and two hours there. Yeah. Two or three hours there. So yeah, that's it was a full 10 day. hours, yeah. It's a full day. But we got to look for those things, too. Mm-hmm. Because you and I are not bougie. We'll get on a, a bus. A hundred percent. And go to the Grand Canyon. Yeah, absolutely. That way we don't have to spend big bucks on an Uber. And you think it's closer than the, uh, Las Vegas to the Grand Canyon? I think. Closer than, I think so, too. Because I know Las Vegas is down there in the, like near the, the point there yeah. at the end of Nevada. Yeah, but otherwise that I don't know what else we can do. That would be cool to a film, right? Because we're not into the whole Vegas Strip thing. Yeah, and all the you know whatever New York, New York, and the Eiffel Tower or something, whatever. I don't, which I don't understand. I don't either. I think it's just like a replica. Yeah. Well, I yes, of course, but I don't know what the point is of all that. Yeah, I don't know what the point of that unless is either. it's for. You know, something for the kids to do where they'll, where, uh, while their father goes and blows their college mm-hmm. fund, maybe. Yeah. I went to Las Vegas in 1985 with my parents and my mm. sisters. And so 14 years old. Yeah. I was 14 years old. And there was a place called, uh, Circus Circus it was mm-hmm. a hotel that was set up like a circus. Mm-hmm. So there were things for, people that were not of age to gamble to do. So it was kind of cool to have something to do. It was like a lot of arcade games and um, boardwalk type games and things like this. I don't know if that's an option for us. Not Circus Circus, that's gone, but something fun to do that's not gambling. Yeah. I don't know what's out there for adults who would would like be, think it was fun. Fun way to pass three hours. Right, because we know what Vegas is for adults. Mm-hmm. Drinking, mm-hmm. gambling. And prostitution. Prostitution. Yeah. Those three big things. Mm-hmm. Uh, shows. Oh, we could look into shows. Mm. Yeah. it would. Ha- I. Although you're right, it's and then at night. Yes. Right. Well, and then yeah. have to go right to. Right. I, I don't know if there's any big acts that would be interesting at 8 a.m. Right. So. <laughs> We're going to go see Britney Spears at 8 a.m. Yeah. So, I don't know. Could be something fun. Uh, Today, Eddie, is Election Day. It is. And 
I don't know. I feel like it was my duty to figure out who I would be voting for today. Mm-hmm. And yet I didn't do any research. I didn't feel like it was anything of importance. I still don't know what I'm voting for in Bradley Beach. Um, I've seen a ton of signs for people that want me to vote for them, Mm -hmm. but no indication of what I would be voting for them for. Yes. So I don't know what the point of those signs Well, I I mean, those signs will usually say column A or group two or something like that. And usually in a town, if you see column A, you know that, oh, that's the Democrats and column B is the Republicans or vice versa. I don't know which is which if it's standard across... Uh, all counties or whatever. So that would, t- if you're a, f- a firm, just straight line party voter, that would could help you identify. Yeah, I feel like that. If you're a straight line party voter, mm-hmm. I only vote Republican, I only vote Democrat, then that, but that seems like a, a not a great thing to do. Uh, right, because you could be, you know, then just uh, out of spite or whatever. Yeah. Voting for someone who is just severely underqualified. Right. Or as shady that you don't know. Correct. Yeah. And it's funny because I feel like for when you're voting for president, Mm -hmm. you know, by the time the election comes, you know what Donald Trump's all about. Mm -hmm. You know what Joe Biden's all about or whoever is running. Mm hmm. You don't have to do your research. You're like, I know I don't want this guy or I do want this guy, however you're voting. But as you trickle down the things, like even like governor of New Jersey, I know what I'm voting. Correct. Even mayor of Bradley Beach, there was stuff out there. Like I didn't have to go searching for it. It was just part of the. Or usually U.S. senator, but not always. Yeah. And I also don't know, like, let's say even let's say you are a a Democratic voter generally. Mm -hmm. You don't know when it trickles all the way down to to the these lower levels. Are those people? Do those people have what you consider the democratic way of running things, or the mm-hmm. Republican way of running things? Right. Or, you know what I mean? Are they? Or they really don't care? And there was an opening on the Democratic right. ballot, and so I'll just be that. Yes. Because when I when uh, when the Bradley Beach mayor voting was going on. And I never saw anything about Republican or Democrat. And I remember asking, I go, is one a Republican? Is one a Democrat? I go, no, there's no parties for this. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. So then you don't, you couldn't even vote on those lines. Right. if Right. You'd have to do some research. Yeah, you have to do some research. Now, every year we get, and you probably do too, we get a sample ballot. Yes. Two of them, one for wife and one for me. So I will then look to see what's going on and... Sometimes I know and sometimes I don't, but I'll try to do my best to sort of look at it. And then also, almost always we have like a question. Yeah, or, we don't have one this year. Do you have a question this year? I I, I don't know. Yeah. Because I just looked at the top. I didn't like unfold it all the way to get to the question. But we usually do. Yeah, I unfolded mine all the way. I did look. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have, I love a question. Yeah. Like, what should we do with this old church? And then, should we uh, knock it down? Right. And then under the question, there's interpretive statement, which is sometimes almost the exact same thing as the question. It doesn't really help explain. And other times, they, like if it's in um, 
like political jargon, they break it down into a normal. Yeah, they try, speak. but it doesn't always. But, but about half the time, I, I that the, the interpretive statement will be like, "Oh, okay, I understand." Yeah. But sometimes after I read, I said, I still don't really understand what it's all about. Right. And it always seems like, oh, we want to give more money to education, and that always sounds like a good idea for me because I think education is important, even though I don't have children. I think to have, you know, people who know what the hell is going on, I think that's important. But it's not so simple always to just say yes. You would think that would be logical, but right. it's not always. Right, because sometimes the question is a paragraph. Mm-hmm. And you're like, whoa. Yeah, you know, what if, is going if, on? Yeah, it feels like those those bills where they try to like get a bill passed and they sneak in other things mm-hmm. that have nothing to do Pork with the barreling. bill. What do they call it? Pork barreling, I Pork think. Pork barreling? Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, I do want to vote for money for education but i also don't want it to go to this other thing right that they're oh, throwing oh in a there. new education and a new parking garage right <laughs> what yeah. yeah i don't want that i just want the, the education part mm-hmm. well that's interesting that's nice that you vote for more education dollars even though yes. you don't have children in the system yeah because i think it's important for yeah. society to have people who are educated right that works out in the long run i would think logically i hope so yeah hmm. all right well you know what here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna uh, go home i'm gonna eat some lunch when okay. i'm eating lunch i'm going to educate myself on some of these items and then i'll go out and vote and is your voting place walking distance no but it's, it's pretty close oh that's nice walking distance yeah is it's nice. like like a half mile oh that's perfect so we usually go with the dogs and then I'll, you know, when, and when we were raising the guide dogs, they could go in. Of course, they can't now. Yeah. But uh, we just, one goes in, stays out with the dogs. The other goes in and go home. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, when I was living in Basking Ridge, the voting was in our, uh, the, my condo's complex. Perfect. Oh, my gosh. It was so great. Perfect. This is just, I think, at the firehouse on Main Street. But yeah. It is walkable. Like, if I didn't have a car, I could certainly walk down there and vote. And I'll see the same volunteers that I've seen for 20 years. Yeah. They're very consistent. Oh, yeah. All right, let's do the warm-up show. Sure thing. Jerry will be back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So be prepared for Jerry at 5 a.m. Until then. See you. So-